and uh, chapter number 11, <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And uh, we'll go to verse 3, just one verse to start tonight. So if you found your place, uh, we're going to be talking about, in the message tonight, the simple, the simple truth. And we, uh, you know, there's two ways to look at simplicity. Uh, <clears throat> in the Bible, there's uh, a, little of, a little bit of a condemnation uh, in the way of being simple-minded. And uh, that's different than the simplicity that uh, we're, we're commanded to have in Christ. So there's, there's some simplicity that you should have, and then <clears throat> there's some simplicity that you shouldn't have. And tonight we're going to talk about the simplicity of the, the simple truth, the simplicity in Christ. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, and we'll start with verse 3, and then we'll pray. Let's look at verse number 3 here. Paul said, But I fear... Lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So the devil uses subtlety, and God uses simplicity in Christ Jesus. He's subtle. He likes to complicate things. He likes to get your mind off of the simplicity that is in Christ. And tonight we're going to talk about the simple truth, uh, several simple truths. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for church. Lord, I know that uh, Sundays just don't stop coming and Wednesdays don't stop coming and Monday and Tuesday, uh, Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays, the, the days just keep rolling by. But we want you to help us and bless us, Lord. And thank you for letting us have these days during the week where our busy lives are uh, paused so that we can put away the world and put away all the hustle and the bustle and focus our attention on things that are spiritual. And God, we pray tonight that you'll speak to our hearts and use us and use this message for your glory. We pray for our families and God we ask that you'll bless all of our families of our church and friends and loved ones extended families as they begin to <clears throat> come and travel uh, for the holiday seasons and as we prepare for Thanksgiving and Christmas Lord and, and then of course uh, Jeannie and Josh's wedding well, we pray that you'll bless that uh, we pray that you'll bless all of our families of all, all our whole church we pray for those that didn't make it tonight. We ask God's blessings upon them. And Lord Jesus, we pray that you'll just give us the spiritual blessings we need to keep us going, keep us excited, and keep us strong in the inner man. And we pray that you would help us not to veer away from and, and be corrupted and deluded and polluted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> I'm glad that Jesus told the little children as he put them on his lap and he brought the little ones. The disciples said, uh, get, the, get, get away, kids, get away. This is, this is adult business. He said, suffer the little ones to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. In fact, he said, if you don't come to me as one of these little children, you won't have anything to do with the kingdom of heaven. I'm glad God started out on the, the most basic truth, don't, aren't you? that he talked to little boys and girls, and I love working with kids. I, 
I was a junior church teacher for so long, and I preached for, my goodness, the very first message I ever preached was to a group of boys and girls out on the parking lot of our old church. <clears throat> and, boy, you got to keep things pretty simple, don't you, when you're talking to kids. It's easy to, t uh, to preach to little children. You could say, uh, we win, they lose. Bad guys are bad, good guys are good. But good guys need, oh man, you can just keep it simple. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Um, and so in the Bible, we don't want to veer away from the simplicity that is in Christ. We must not allow ourselves to be tricked <clears throat> and beguiled, the verse says, and deceived in our minds concerning our faith in God and the life and life today. Uh, there's some simplicity and I'm glad that when you give the gospel to somebody, you can give it in a simple term where it's very simple. Uh, I was talking to, I think, Jack on the way to church one day. I don't remember if it was, I think it was Wednesday I was talking to him. No, where, where was that? Uh, the simple truth is I don't remember. But um, <laughs> I told him, I said, look, uh, it's real. Oh, oh, yeah, we were at Subway. Anyway, uh, I said, Jack, it's real, it's real simple. God made everything. It's his universe. And he commanded man to do what he said. Man said, I don't want to do what God said. He said, okay, now you have to be punished. But I love you so much, I'm going to take your punishment. And if you accept my gift to you, I'll take you to heaven. Pretty good deal. How many enjoy that? And how many realize that you sinned too? Yes. And you needed Jesus. Aren't you glad that eternal life was made available to you? Amen. Say, well, yeah, Pastor Shaver, yeah, you're kind of putting it on simple terms. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Keep it simple. Keep it easy. I don't want to get so uh, tied up into complicated things. <clears throat> and I could get real complicated. My wife can tell you, whenever we get in an argument, uh, sometimes she said, do you realize what you just said? <laughs> Don't you know you just, you, you, you're not making sense. I said, well, you know, it's complicated. <laughs> uh, how many have ever told anybody, uh, you didn't want to explain it, so you just said, well, it's complicated. The gospel's not complicated. The depth of it is, if you want to study it, but you have to start out with the basics. You start out with simplicity, and then if you want to grow into de technical details, have at it. Go ahead, analyze, criticize, investigate, do everything. But listen, I'm glad that little boys and girls don't have to go to some kind of a college before they get saved. And I'm glad there's no such thing as probationary religion before somebody gets confirmed by the hierarchy. Of, oh, my goodness. You know, aren't you glad when on the day of Pentecost, when there was 3,000 people saved, do you know how easy that was? I mean, the preaching was this. Are you absolutely sure that you believe in Jesus? Yes. Did you make that decision? Are you sure? With all your heart. Uh, with Philippian jailer, what did Paul say to him? Well, you got to study with me for three and a half years before, uh, and then when I think you're ready, I might let you get saved. Oh, listen. He said, 
Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And what did he say? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And, and, and then the man, uh, they wanted to get, the Ethiopian eunuch wanted to get baptized. What did, what did he say? Philip, what did he say to him? If you believe with all your heart, you may. He said, there's water right there. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Aren't you glad the simplicity of the gospel is so wonderful? And then you can get, then you can get deeper. The gospel is very simple. As I said before, <clears throat> God created everything. It's pure. It was holy. He's perfect. He's righteous. When he created it, he said, it is good. He said that. And he gave commandments to Adam and Eve. And guess what? Man doesn't like that. Man does not like to be told what to do. Adam didn't have the fallen nature. He was created perfect. Eve didn't have a fallen nature. God walked with them. He created a garden before. You see, when you get told what to do and I get told what to do, we get to sit back and say, wait, I don't like the way you said that. You know, I don't like the way you're telling me that. I, there's a built-in rebellion in the human nature that Adam and Eve didn't have. They were, they were uh, created perfect. And so when they made that choice, Adam made a definite choice to go and to, uh, to follow his wife because she sinned first. It was very, very simple. She got tricked. He, he knew it. And he must have felt sorry. I don't know why. But he did, he did what she did because he wanted, to, he wanted to put her before God. That's all there is to it. It's just very simple. I don't know what would have happened if he hadn't sinned. But I know this. God gave them both commandments. They didn't have a fallen nature to rebel. There was no rebellion. It was totally a decision. Isn't that a wonderful thought that God uh, gave them commandments, but yet they didn't have any frustration. They didn't have any sin. They didn't have any rebellion. They didn't have that old nature that didn't want to follow God. And uh, it, was, it was a pure decision by Adam. So the punishment came, as you know, and God gave the punishments with, with, with very much compassion and, and love, and yet... He had to be God, didn't he? The simple matter is he's perfect and we're not. And so he did. He punished them. And uh, sin came into the world. And death came into the world. But Jesus provides the only remedy for all that. And that also is a gift from God. So very simple. God makes things so clear. He makes things so simple that uh, sometimes we, we kind of we laugh at the simplicity of it. Now, there are some things uh, that we should do in simplicity tonight. I want to ask you to turn with me to Romans chapter 12. <clears throat> our, our, our life should not be too complicated. And by the way, you know, you can make your life really complicated if you want to. Uh, you, you, can, you can overload yourself with too much. Uh, have you ever tried to do too much? And you run out of hours during the day and you got so many things swimming in your mind that you want to accomplish that you can't really accomplish. I, I, I have been paralyzed before with my mind thinking, I, 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 like, when am I going to get 
I got to do this and this and this and this and this and that. And I back up and I'm paralyzed. I can't move. Like, what, what should I do? I, I need to do everything. So I'll do nothing. <laughs> it, it's, over, it's overload. And you can get like that. You got to keep things simple. Keep your life simple. Do what God wants. Keep it simple. If you have a project, make sure you kind of look at it first and say, well, I think I can get that done. Kind of think it through before you attempt something and you're probably going to finish it. So <clears throat> the first thing that God wants us to do to simplify our lives is, is the way we give. Now, don't, uh, don't, don't think that this sermon is about money. It's not. We're not, you know, we're not talking about uh, the finances right now. We're talking about keeping things simple. Let's look at this. Now, Romans chapter 12, let's go to verse number 8. And uh, the Apostle Paul was talking about serving the Lord, uh, teaching and uh, you know, prophesying and, and different things and, and having the office uh, and, and different um, uh, work that we could do for the Lord and then different gifts that you might have. And it, it, he was telling them to wait on, on ministering and uh, verse 7 he says teaching he that teacheth on teaching wait wait for God to use you look at verse 8 or he that exhorteth that's that's in other words preaching exhortation and look at here it says about giving he that giveth let him do it with what simplicity, simplicity. just be a simple giver don't get technical on it you say, well, the Lord wants 10%. Have you, ever, have you ever been around somebody that has a technical mind sometimes? Uh, I've had the technical mind. When I first started tithing, uh, I multiplied my, my, my paycheck by 10%. So if I got, if I got $538.25, <laughs> I took exactly 10% of that. $52.35, you know, uh, wrote a check out to the church on the exact amount. Like, you couldn't go over and just round it up. You can't round it down, but you could round it up. How many you say it's a little simpler just to just to cut a check or whatever and just give us like 20? Uh, Usher, could, 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 I, uh, could, could you give me change? <laughs> Wait, you're, you're complicating things. Let's just give with simplicity, right? <laughs> Don't get too technical on the Lord. Besides, uh, our, our ushers, we've never made change in the church. And uh, I don't think we should either. Amen? Amen. Uh, we were at a camp for teenagers, and they had a hot dog offering. I know we've done it, and it's just crazy. I don't think we're going to do it very much at all. I don't know if we're ever going to do it again. But sometimes people get real tense, you know, and they're looking at the offering time. It's like, oh, no. So to loosen it up, this camp director said, okay, ushers, they had like, I saw it. It was, it was fantastically funny. There were about 150 kids there. And uh, he instructed the uh, ushers where they all had plates. I think there was six or seven ushers, you know, and they all had a plate. And he instructed them that for every dollar that you see come in the plate, uh, I want you to yell at the top of your lung, hot dog. <laughs> and so... Uh, all of them around the church, you know, the 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 the, uh, the, the covering it was a, a arena type thing, 
<laughs> so they prayed. And then they started in the back, and then uh, or the front, I can't remember, but as they were going, these ushers started saying, hot dog. Another guy would go, hot dog, hot dog. And then one guy put in a five, he goes, hot dog, hot dog, hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. And so the kids were wanting these guys to keep going. So they were putting in all kinds of money in the offering. It was just the funniest thing. And we were visiting, and we were there. This was in Missouri. <laughs> all of a sudden, the whole place, the guys started screaming, hot dog, hot dog. They went absolutely nuts. And uh, I, I think that was funny. But it was, it was the simple, the simplicity of giving. And in verse 8, we're supposed to give simplicity, uh, just easily and not complicated. And not uh, technically where, well, say, uh, uh, I need 25 cents back out of this, uh, I, I, you know. No, no, that's not the way we give. That's when you get your money back from Safeway. <laughs> if they overcharge you, then you get out of your car, you go back and you say, come on. What's up? They overcharged my wife um, $40 the last time she went shopping. And you don't mess with my wife when it comes to groceries. She is a preferred customer at Safeway. They all know her. I mean, they know when here comes Mrs. Shaver. Whoa. And when she walks in, <laughs> on your face, peasants. No, no. no. She, she walks in. She owns that store. And all the tellers know exactly, because when they make a mistake, like $5, $10, $15, it's really easy. Then you can get technical. Then you go back and you say, well, here's my receipts. And that's why I have, to, I have to give her my receipts for coffee. I was like, couldn't you just do this sim simple? No, no, no. But I, it's kind of a thing where she likes it. It's, it's great. It's kind of fun. But my, she, she, she added up. And there's been several hundred dollars of mistakes made and it's not just Safeway, it's any grocer. If you don't take care of your receipt, you could be paying, you think taxes are bad. I mean, you're going to go broke if you don't check those receipts sometimes. She did $40 the last time. And she went in there and, and the lady said, oh yeah, here. <laughs> it was that fast. It wasn't, well, let me see here. No, they, she has conditioned those tellers. When she comes in, come on, you did it again. No, she's, she's. She's nicer than that. Hi, you made another mistake, <laughs> you, you idiot. No, 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 she didn't. She doesn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get my husband if you know. She didn't. She, uh, I have nothing to do with that. Uh, but, you know, we we kind of get too technical with with uh, our our lives. We give <clears throat> number one. We give with simplicity. God loves a cheerful giver. He likes a simple giver. And uh, it's right there in verse number 8. <clears throat> so let's go on to number 2. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, if you'll go there with me. Second, or excuse, yes, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. You know, uh, the world looks at us, oh, you bunch of simpletons. Oh, you're just, you're not up to date. You don't, you don't, uh, you, you're just not educated and all that. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong uh, with education it's just that sometimes we get looked down at as baptist churches for by the way we don't have a lot of authors we don't have a lot of have we don't have a lot of presidents and we don't have a lot of judges and it's true that 
<clears throat> there's not a lot of people in in the higher uh, realms of authority and life and Supreme Court and generals and admirals. So there's not there's not a lot of independent Baptists that are in those positions. There's a few of them. I'd, I'd like to have been the independent Baptist preacher that uh, baptized George Washington. Did you know that he got baptized by a Baptist preacher? I'm a kin. And you know what I, you know what else I like? I like the fact that uh, our Constitution was uh, amended with the Bill of Rights because a bunch of Baptist churches in Virginia went to George Washington, Madison, and Jefferson and said, I don't think this is guaranteed our freedoms. And guess what? There's a, there's a young man, he's 18 years old, and he's, he's innocent, and he's free tonight, mm -hmm. and he's not in jail, and they wanted to throw him in jail. He defended himself. And those 12 jurors, they didn't make a mistake. You can't get 12 people to agree on almost anything today, but they agreed that that guy was innocent, that young man was innocent. That's the simplicity of our law system, self-defense. Guess why? Guess why he was found innocent? Because the simple fact and the simple truth is that you can defend yourself. And the simple truth is that way back in our Constitution, they laid it out. Very simple terms. I love that. Don't you love that? And Jesus, he laid things out very simple. <clears throat> and he didn't make it complicated at all. And I thank God for our Constitution. I thank God for the Second Amendment, First Amendment, all the amendments, all the, the, the parts where they, they kind of messed up, though. I don't like that part. Yeah, the Supreme Court. But anyway, I don't want to veer off into another avenue. I want to stay right on the simple message tonight. Our conversation. Now, conversation in our Bible, in verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 12, our conversation <clears throat> is not necessarily the way we talk. You can have a conversation with someone, but in this context, it's talking about our lifestyle, the way we live. That's your conversation in this world. So verse 12, let's look at it. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, uh, that in simplicity... And godly sincerity, not with uh, fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you word. So Paul was saying the way we live in front of you is sincere and simple. We're not complicated people. We're not trying to tell you that uh, you have to uh, go through some kind of big long catechism. Uh, we're not telling you that you... Uh, you, you have to reach a level of instruction. No, uh, you can get saved, and then you can go and uh, get as deep as you want. Uh, but the simplicity is what we're after. And when we lived before you, our conversation, uh, the way we lived in front of you in the world, <clears throat> and more abundantly to you, word, was in godly uh, simplicity, godly sincerity, and uh, that's the way we're supposed to live. Just have a simple, uh, truthful, sincere lifestyle. Don't get too com I think you live longer if you don't get too complicated. You know how much stress is in this world right now in people's lives? 
It is unbelievable stressful. Uh, people are trying to keep up with fashion. People are trying to keep up with finances. They're trying to control everything. They're trying to get everything just perfect. You can't do it. You know what? You take the biggest mansion in this world, and guess what? I, and I've washed windows in some of the biggest beautiful homes. <clears throat> I'd take an extension ladder inside this one fellow's house. A 25-foot extension ladder inside the house. <clears throat> Took me all day long just to wash it inside of his windows. He was a banker in uh, Southern California in a place called Fairbanks Ranch. People, equestrians. Oh, but that's, that's a complicated term. Equestrian? That means you ride horses. A cowboy is an equestrian. All these equestrians. We're going down this beautiful trail by Fairbanks Ranch. I'm inside the guy's house washing windows. I'll tell you what, it, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. But uh, the simplicity of the gospel is our conversation should be uh, easy and sincere and simple. Not complicated. Number three, mental, our mental frame of mind. Let's look at verse or chapter number 11 of the same book, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. So I want to give in a simple way, not complicated, not, 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 not uh, overwhelmingly stressful. I don't want to have stress. And I, I want my conversation in the world to be sincere and simple. But I want my mind to be simple too in a good way. Look at 2 Corinthians 11 and verse number 3. Mental simplicity will help you. Uh, this world's just too wild. Okay, verse 3 says, But I fear, I fear lest by any means, <clears throat> as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, mentally now, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. I think that living for Jesus should be a simple task. It should be simple. Everybody can serve the Lord. It's not complicated. Um, in, <clears throat> in circles, <clears throat> in some religions, they have a very complicated system for the, the people in church. And they, uh, they put the people on a level of subservient servitude. They called it the laity. I don't, I don't like that term. I, I, I've used it before when I'm talking to people that understand what it is. But when somebody said, he, he's just a lay person. I, I know what they mean. I'm not criticizing that. But I don't want to. I don't want to call everybody up. Oh, could one of you lay people please come and do this? And could one of you lay people do this that? No, you're a brother. You're a sister. We're brothers and sisters in the house of God. And believe me, I don't. I don't have this uh, platform up here, so I can be above you <laughs> and look down at you. I, I do because. You know, sometimes short guys can't see the back. That's the simple truth. Right? Amen. 
Amen, Brother Ibanez? I like that guy. I'm kin. I'm kin. He's a brother. You're not laity. You're not, you're not. This, this isn't the hierarchy. Now, in, uh, in different authority roles, we, we have to have that in, in life. <clears throat> but I remember being treated like a dog one time. My very first job, as I have told you before, was at Jack in the Box. Uh, the funny looking little hat they make you wear and your head, your hair and your face is all greasy because the, the fryer's going crazy and the french fries and the grease and the, oh man, it's just heaven. Uh, but it, no, it isn't. It's, and then the, we, had, we had an army captain, a retired captain, and he was this little short guy and he, <laughs> he, thought, he thought he was still in the army. You can walk around like this. All right, get this done. Get that done. All right, just keep quiet. All right, move that around. Oh, my goodness. That guy was so wound up tight. It was funny. And then when I got a job there, I, I gave him my application over the counter, and he looked at me. He goes, is this your first job? I said, yes, sir. He said, I like that, sir. And my, my friend, he was standing next to me. He's a real tall guy. He had, he had he had back then in the 70s people wore big glasses, and this little sawed off little creep called my buddy Four Eyes. He said, "What are you laughing about, Four Eyes?" <laughs> and right then I was scared to death of that guy, but I wanted the job, so I took it. <laughs> I should have said, "You you apologize to him right now." I I didn't have the guts to do it, but man, you know this hierarchy in religion. Hierarchy in medicine, hierarchy in, in science and education. And, and, you know, did you know how much education is actually free if you want to go get it? Mm -hmm. Do you know there's an Internet out there that you can get if you have um, capability and desire and you have drive? Do you really realize that you can really educate? Now, not everybody can self-educate, but you can do it. It's out there. It's free. You don't have to pay. Some education is free. By the way, wisdom is free. It's real simple. But we, uh, we have this frame of mind. The Bible tells us that we shouldn't get caught up in the complexity <clears throat> from, from satanic things in the world, but keep our minds uh, from being corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. Just think of this. You have a friend that loves you more than anything in this world. He loves you so much he died for you. And he still loves you. And you've never come to the point of life where you earned it. You never, ever, 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 ever will ever, ever learn, uh, uh, or excuse me, earn you're never going to earn God's love. You don't earn God's love. Think about that. It's the simple truth. God loves you. You can't earn it. You don't say, well, I was a good boy today. Well, that's wonderful. You get to have your birthday then. Uh, we used to be told the kids, uh, if you mess up again, I'm going to take your birthday away. And uh, so some, when they're little, they believe it and they act good. You know, but I, I've been good today. Do you love me? Listen, I love my kids no matter what they do. Yes. 
Are you, are you listening? That's the way God, God doesn't love you because you did something good. He loves what you did or he hates what you did, but he doesn't hate you and he doesn't love you more because you did something good. It's so simple. God loves you because he's love. God is love and he rewards us. So I don't go, boy, I got to, I got to be good today or God won't love me anymore. Wrong. He loves you anyway. And because of that, I want to do good. I want to do what's right. Because I don't deserve his love. You don't ever deserve that. Never do you ever deserve the love of God. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. The love of God is a free gift. For God so loved the world because they earned it. <laughs> eh, wrong. Bad. Wrong. I'm being simple. Listen, God loved the world before, before anybody sinned, and he loved them enough after they sinned to give his son. How many years was it from creation to the cross? I don't know, but it was over probably 2,000, maybe, maybe more than that. What did God, did God uh, all of a sudden love people at the cross? Did, didn't he love them back here too? Yes, he did. Well, now the cross is already history. Does he, does he not love anybody? Any, did he just love people in the time of the cross? No. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Our mental frame of mind is not to be corrupted from that, the simplicity that is in Jesus. And number four, look at this now. Here's something in Romans chapter 16 we should be very simple in so far <clears throat> as the, the evil in this world. You don't need to learn uh, the, the intricacies of evil. You don't need to learn. That's why I'm so against this uh, sex education in schools. I am so against that. And I know I'm old-fashioned. I know people say, well, oh, they have to know everything. No, they don't. They don't. The mom and dad, they, they can take care of that. By the way, mom should take care of that with the girls, and dad should take care of that with the boys, and that's, and that's all you need to know. Somebody say amen. amen. You don't need to have a public instruction. You don't need classroom. They did that when I was in the fifth grade. In the fifth grade! You know what year that was? 1969. Holy smokes, man, I'm, I'm way out there. <laughs> and all we did as boys, we, all we did is make a bunch of jokes and, 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 and just act like absolute fools. We had no business knowing that kind of information in the public school system. Right. It's not their job. <clears throat> nowadays you know where that's gone it's gone crazy that's what happened way 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 TMI you know what that stands for too much info it's corrupting our youth thank you and you're welcome Ro Romans 16 verse 19 we should be simple concerning evil now that's not all evil 
but they but they're making it evil look at this it says in verse 19 from or for your your obedience is come abroad unto all men i am glad therefore on your behalf but yet i would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil see that's almost a command in the bible isn't it you don't need to learn everything that's wrong you don't need to learn everything that's sinful you just need to have simplicity say well that's bad that's good that's bad you say oh life isn't so black and white like that pastor you got to know no you no 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 if the bible says it's wrong it's wrong simplicity and if the bible says it's good it's good jesus has the ability to carry you and i as a shepherd would pick up a lamb think of that very simple isn't it we are the sheep of his pasture and he still loves us and god has wisdom for anybody who wants it so as james says if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god that who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the uh, waves of the sea. And uh, he, let, let that man, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You won't get your prayers answered if you're double-minded and complex and intricate. It's very simple. Lord, please give me wisdom. In fact, the Bible says in James 3, the wisdom that is from above is first peaceable and easy to be entreated, pure. You can ask God for wisdom. Keep it simple, and he'll, get, he'll direct your way. Simplicity in Christ is, uh, is to be diligently held on to. I don't want to lose my simplicity in Christ. You know, man, you know what men wants to do? They want to com- complicate things. Would you agree with that? Um, in politics, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going there. I, but the simple truth is, you know what the simple truth about politics is? The simple truth is this: man wants to have all the power and the money, and he doesn't want to give it away. And either that, or somebody wants to have you and I prosper and wants others to have and and cares for others so it's just either selfishness or giving uh and the bible teaches us the you if you rule you're supposed to be a servant is that right so these people that we're paying one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year that are in the senate and the congress you know what they're supposed to be serving us there's politics for you the simple truth is we don't have a lot of servants. It's either bondage or liberty. Um, <clears throat> medicine. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, I'm not impressed with my doctor anymore. I was for a while, but I don't know. Um, they they want to complicate everything. Yes. They want to put names to it that you have no idea what it's called. Does anybody know what plantar fasciitis is? Why did did they come up with a name like that? You know what that's called? 
in, in simple terms, foot pain. <laughs> or my heel hurts. Oh, no. But because you have to pay extra money to find out you have a plantar fasciitis. Where'd they get that crazy name for that? Plantar fasciitis? There was one person in our church who said, please pray for my plantar fasciitis. I don't know what that is. I never knew what it was. I said, what in the world? It sounds like a bad disease. <laughs> I had no idea. But they like to keep those terms out of reach for everybody so you don't really know. Well, I'm a doctor. Well, uh, you know, you, you have this uh, big, long uh, uh, Latin term. <laughs> hey, doc, my heel hurts. Oh, okay. Are you sure it's not plantar fasciitis? I don't know. Uh, I just, do, do you know what oracle discomfort is? You got an earache. I like the simple term. How's your oracle discomfort? It's like, what? Huh? <laughs> Does anybody know what a, uh, a felis domesticus is? I bet you some of you know what it is. If you do, don't give it away yet. That's a cat. That's a cat. Come here, you little felis domesticus. Why do they do that? It's unnecessary. It's the complication of things. Anybody know what a Canis lupus familiaris is? That's a dog. How many like the dog part, not the Canis lupus familiaris? Excuse me. That is a, or canine. I can, I can work with canine. I can, I can do that. I, listen, just, just, leave me, just let me call it a dog. Let me call it a dog. In, in religion, you know, in Bible college, we, we'd have to do papers, you know, on doctrine. And uh, we'd get into these big encyclopedias and we'd get all swelled up. My head was the size of a blimp one day, filling it full of useless, stupid terminology. And I had to come back down and say, man, I'm never going to get all that on paper. Uh, they have all these terms. Um, does anybody know what? Ecclesiastical eschatology is. Now see, if you were really smart and close with God, you might know. But we pastors, see, you laity, we, uh, we know what ecclesiastical eschatology is. <laughs> All that is is the end time of the church. And in psychology, they have some pretty neat terms. They have one called megalomania. I think everybody has been guilty of that at times. You know what that is? You're too big for your britches. The simple term for megalomania is you just think too highly of yourself. You think you're too big for your own britches. And I, the simplicity, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with education. But um, you know what uh, Billy Sunday used to say? He said, put the cookies on the lower shelf so everybody can get to them. Amen. That's what he was preaching. He said, some of you, you get all upset. You say, the, you, you rub the cat the wrong way. You rub the cat's fur the wrong way. And he said, well, turn the cat around. <laughs> I just love these things. <laughs> One day I was reading a sermon by Billy Sunday, and he said, 
he said, here's some nuts for the skeptics to crack, <laughs> you know. And uh, I, I just love, I just love the old-fashioned gospel, the simple gospel, the simple uh, simplicity that's in Christ. Aren't you glad you saved? Put, put, put yourself on a term where don't, don't, uh, uh, don't stop getting educated. Don't stop learning. Don't stop investigating. Deep, uh, search the scriptures, Jesus said, for in them you think you have life. But while you're learning and while you're getting education, put it on the level of simplicity. The best doctors are ones that listen to their patients. The best doctors, the best, uh, the best surgeon is somebody that uh, takes, a, uh, takes the simple route, the, the, the wisdom, the, the, the simplicity of, of your profession. Everybody has a profession that if you, if you deal with the simplicity of it, you're, you're going to go uh, a lot farther and in your walk with Christ. Don't, don't get um, mentally caught up with a cobweb of, of insecurity and doctrine. Keep it simple. God loves you. And he's never going to stop loving you. Nobody in this room, including me, has ever deserved what God has done for us. Look at the simplicity of one more verse. Look at John 14. When Jesus was talking to his disciples and to people, did he, have, did he ever get technical? Uh, he, got, he got mysteriously deep at times. I know, I know that. A lot, of, a lot of the people that were listening, they couldn't understand. Uh, they had trouble, but not with the simplicity of what he said. So he says this in verse number six, and we'll finish tonight. And by the way, I, I don't want to be simple in a bad way. I, I don't want to be against knowledge. I'm not against education. I'm not against um, deep diving into the scriptures and into whatever, whatever uh a profession that you have, whatever you do, uh, drink deep from that well. Like, for instance, when, when I was a welder, there's, there's a whole world of technical things that would, would be wonderful to know. Symbology, metallurgy, all that. There, if you're a carpenter, there's, there's plans and blueprints and structure and molecular structure of the wood and different types of trees there's there's over a hundred different types of trees i think just in washington alone that madrona and oak and maple and spruce and doug fir and uh, willow and uh, i could there's oak and there's uh, walnut i could go on or cedar and i just love thinking about all those different things so we're not against education we're not against uh getting deep into what you do. But don't ever let the devil corrupt your mind from the simplicity that's in Jesus. Verse, four, uh, verse uh, 6, chapter 14, I love what Jesus said. He's our God. He's our Savior. It's very simple. Man was going to go to hell, but he came and died. And if you put your trust in him and you asked him to be your Savior and you called upon him, he said he saved you. Not one day in the future after you die, but right then and there. So whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Present tense. 
Verse number six, he says, unto him, uh, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. It's a simple truth. It's not complex right yet. I am the truth. That's a simple statement, isn't it? I am the way. I am the truth and the life. I love this. It's wonderful. I am the way. I am the truth. I'm the life. Don't you see the simplicity of that? Isn't it a wonderful thing that Jesus just said? No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He said, I am every, I'm, I'm your life. Let's bow our heads for prayer.